Well, hello everyone. It's Pam. It's Friday. So that means it's time to uh, Pammy's Chit Chat Podcast. So have a seat in a chair, a bar stool, a beanbag chair, or just stand up. It makes no difference as long as you're listening in. I appreciate it. Oh, a lot of stupid stuff going on still every day. Every day. Every single solitary day. It's like we're living in some sort of child-like... If you ever saw the bad seed, like the bad seed kind of world, where little Rhoda in her little Mary Janes in her little Peter Pan collar and cap sleeve dress tied in a bow in the back looks so sweet and innocent her little braids. Hooey, it's kind of like that. You know how that movie ended, right? Mm-hmm, that's all I'll say. I'll say no more. But a lot of little piddly stuff again today. Piddly stuff yesterday, piddly stuff today. I will start, though, with something that's um, really kind of cool. Sean Lennon's birthday is today. He's 45. And John Lennon's birthday is also today. Now, John Lennon only lived to be 40 was younger than his son, Sean. He has two sons. Julian is also um, John Lennon's son. Uh, Julian's mother, uh, the late Cynthia Lennon. Uh, John was married to her in the 60s. He was married to her when the Beatles broke, had their big breakout. He was married and and had Julian uh, at that time. So Julian is in his mid-50s. I would say 50. 55, 56 in that, in that range somewhere. And from what I read, John uh, did not really leave a lion's share of money to Julian. He, he favored Sean. He actually became a house husband and took care of Sean. Um, very, very different than when he left Cynthia. When Julian was about five, uh, things happen in life and, uh, it all works out in the end, the way that it's supposed to. I do believe that, really do, no matter how tough it may seem from time to time. But it all is a kaleidoscope of life. Apparently, Sean and Julian are pretty close, considering their age difference. And although John really didn't do the right thing monetarily by Julian, Sean, I think, has done, tried to uh, make it kind of right for, so that it's more equitable for both of the sons. Now, Paul McCartney is really the richest of the Beatles. I always liked Paul back in, in their day. I always liked Paul the most. We got to meet him. We got to hang out with Paul McCartney. Really great guy backstage terrific what an honor and just fun that was but to me John Lennon was always the um, the the real heart because he had such a gift for writing such a wonderful writer imagine the song imagine is my favorite song by John Lennon love the lyrics to that song and such a poet and he was raised by his by his aunt, and I think uh, sometimes when you have pain and you have hurt, 
that is that gives you such great fodder for great writing, whether it's song lyrics or or great books or great screenplays or whatever it is. Um, now, I love goofy music as much as anybody. I love upbeat music, um, rock out, dance to, all of that. So there's a place for all of it. But to me, John was, he was a deep thinker. And yes, things got a little strange with he and Yoko, whatever you want to say, Yoko broke up the band. No, John broke up the broke up the band. John and the band broke up the band. It's always it always falls on the woman's shoulder and I'm not I'm not defending anyone here. I'm just saying that saying that, that Yoko coming in it caused the band to break up. There's a whole there are a whole lot of little tentacles to that story as I like to say. Lots lots of tentacles. And they did a lot of weird stuff with the tarot reading cards. As a matter of fact, I think tarot is part of Sean's name. I think it's Sean, like Tarot Ono Lennon or something, is uh, is Sean's full name. Um, let's move on to another person that's pretty well known, Wayne Knight, who played Newman on Seinfeld. Gary and I watched that faithfully back in the day. Some of our favorite episodes really were with Elaine and Putty and not necessarily with Jerry Seinfeld himself. And that included Newman's famous uh, eating broccoli, where he called it a vile weed. <laughs> this scene where he's trying to, to fake him out by eating broccoli and he can't do it. Anyway, uh, he has done, Wayne Knight has done a, a video about voting with the mail in the post office and... Uh, you know, trusting the post office and so forth, and and uh, and voting, and so watch it, watch it, and if you want, if you want to see uh, him, I also liked Wayne Knight. I thought he did a really good job in Third Rock from the Sun, another show that is goofy and funny, and I still like it. I still like to watch it. Um, I think each and every one of them brought something really special to their characters. They really owned their characters. Uh, I thought, yeah, I went off in, in wild tangents here and there, but overall, it it was pretty good. Speaking of mail, don't email me if you want me to respond quickly. I'm the worst about email. Um, our son sent me an email like days ago, and I just saw it this morning. It's like, oh, I'm glad it wasn't urgent, <laughs> but I didn't want to read it when I read it, you know. It's like, oh, I'm sorry I missed this, but I'm glad he didn't need me at that moment. But I'm so lazy, I think, and so used to text messaging that uh, because it's instantaneous and we can get right on it. For mostly, <laughs> mostly can. Sometimes I even miss those, but I have different email accounts that I use, like I guess all of us do, and I'm bad with all of them. I really am. No good can come from mail, whether it's with a stamp that comes to your house or email. It's all, like, not good. None of it's good. None, none, none. Are you familiar with the actress? She was a child actress, Mary Badham. She played Scout in the iconic film and, and book, To Kill a Mockingbird. And Mary Badham has also had a birthday. She's... 68 years old, and 
she didn't have a really long uh, film career. She was nominated for an Oscar for her role as Scout, where she was beat by Patty Duke as the, in the Miracle Worker. Well, no getting on that one. But she she has, uh, they did bring her out of retirement, begged her to come out of retirement for a couple of things in these last few years. But she has had a really uh, interesting interesting life. She's an art restorer, which I think is very cool. Um, I enjoyed a, a, a few years back reading about Mary Batham, the younger sister of John Batham, by the way, um, where she said she stayed in touch with Gregory Peck until his death, got very attached, very close to him when he played Atticus, her father, in To Kill a Mockingbird, and she remained really close with him until his death, but she said the funny thing I thought was she did not like to watch him in films where he played a romantic part with you know, kissing and touching, <laughs> you know. The, and she was laughing. She thought it was funny. She was kind of making a joke, but she's like, oh, you know, he played my father. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. Ah. But I thought it was very special that she stayed so close to him. And some of my favorite Gregory Peck films really are are kind of goofy. One is Designing Woman, where uh, he is starring with Lauren Bacall, and again, it's it's uh, nothing heavy about it. And another one um, with Sophia Loren. The name of that one escapes me right now, but um, but the one that actually just tugs at my heart and will choke me up. So I'm choking up. Every single time is Roman Holiday with Audrey Hepburn and Eddie Albert. First time I saw that was, uh, you know, as a classic movie. I certainly didn't see it when it came out, but uh, it's black and white, which I love. But it was a, when I saw that movie was when I first fell in love with Vespa scooters. And then later years, Gary and I bought Vespa scooters, and we had them in Dallas, Ohio, and Florida. But once we got to Florida, we sold scooters because uh, Florida while you would think would be the place to ride scooters, is definitely not. And Gary and I lived in urban areas in both Dallas and Ohio, so we could easily ride scooters to restaurants and things like that. And they were, and Gary uh, rode his to work uh, when he could weather, weather-wise, especially in Ohio, when weather permitted. But that's when I fell in love with the Vespa scooter. But what, what was so endearing about that film was Audrey Hepburn um, was the princess, and uh, having her, was it took place really in that one, pretty much that one day of her in Rome. And if you haven't been to Rome, uh, it's crowded and it's crazy, but it is romantic and it is filled with a lot of history. But when she has to leave and go back to her royal duties, at the end, uh, and it, it just makes you realize this really does happen to people in their lives, and then the final scene where they give her the pictures that they were going, he and Eddie Albert were going to use and sell, and, and Gregory Peck's a newspaper guy, and they opt out of, of doing that because of respect for her, and they give, they present them to her in a formal setting, you know, covertly. It just tugs at your heart so much, but there's a scene in it, in that movie, where there's the truth of stone, 
And while she has been lying about who she is because she doesn't want them to know she's the princess so she can have freedom to see the city without that over her, uh, the, the, he tells her that the way it goes, you stick your hand in this, the, like a lion's mouth, and it's a stone, and and if you're telling the truth, if you're a truthful person, you know, it's all good. But if you're not, it will, it's all going to be good. And so unbeknownst to Audrey Hepburn, when Gregory Peck puts his hand in the stone, she has already kind of put hers in, comes out all good, and then he puts his in. And she didn't know he was going to do this. And he, like, pushes it in all the way like it grabbed him and made a, you know, <laughs> shout. And... Audrey Hubbard's reaction that they filmed is genuine because she thought it had really something had really happened to Gregory Peck's hand. It is just absolutely classic. I tell you what is also classic to me, in a very weird way. I'm going to take a I'm going to I'm going to do a complete 180 here and talk about an actor. Yes, but could not be more different. I'm going to talk about Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. Did you see what happened to him? when he came out very forcefully, very strong, very publicly, on Instagram for Biden and Harris. As a celebrity that is dicey as can be, because you're putting your livelihood on the line. Now, while people were just fine electing a TV reality star for the White House, it's made, but it's where we are now, they get upset with celebrities. Keep your mouth shut. Don't say anything. Well, that's, they're Americans. They have a right to say I've said it before, but it is risky. As Jim Gaffigan said, who I, I never thought much about him. He seemed very vanilla, very vanilla when you come out and you're going to be, you, you, you promote yourself as a certain thing. It's kind of boring because let's be real because we're not always going to be a certain way. We're going to be this today and this tomorrow because that's the way life flows. We're really happy about having this food today and tomorrow we have a terrible meal. I mean, we, and we react accordingly. But, but Jim Gaffigan came out and, and, and took a stand very forcefully and really risked uh, uh, and took a lot of flack, a lot of heat, a lot of hate for it. So, and that's what happens. They attack your family we're in a bully world. We're like being back in junior high, but it's a real world. People are afraid to put out Biden signs in their yard and on their car because they're afraid of physical and verbal abuse. And I think that is um, incredibly un-American. But Jim Gaffigan has said a lot of celebrities are doing it, but The Rock was like this really big deal on Instagram. He really hasn't hasn't done anything like that before, but he came out, and guess what happened? His numbers shot up. He is now, I think, the most followed person. I think he has, you know, it's a it's a millions of, of followers that that he gained by coming out for Biden Harris. Now, are people doing that so they can hate on him? I mean, I don't know. I don't know because people love 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 to hate, um, but. What he said is what I feel. It's like, you know, follow your truth. Just be truthful. Be real. Be genuine. Follow your truth. Because everything will come out in the end the way it's supposed to anyway. So you have to be truthful. You have to be true to yourself. And, and yeah, it is hard. It is hard sometimes to do that. And especially like him and these celebrities that do it that are out there. They're, they're public figures. 
and they take a big risk. They take a big risk doing that. Taking a big risk is going out in Florida right now because the so-called governor that I didn't vote for of Florida has opened up everything. No, no restrictions on restaurants or bars. It's absolutely insane. Did the same thing about uh, sports uh, arenas and so forth. Just open them up. So Brandon, uh, our son, and I were going to lunch today. We talked about it. Talked about it. Where are we going to go? We're going to sit outside. What would be a fun place to go to? Well, it's pretty hot and humid today. It's going to rain, but it's it's like, uh, you know, it can be really hot sitting outside in the middle of the day, even in shade and stuff. So that didn't sound like, like fun to us, and we're just not comfortable going inside because the, the uh, restaurants now don't have to uh, follow any kind of rules and regulations. Gary and I have not been inside to a sit-down restaurant since March. So in Florida, I, I mean, in, in where we live. Now we ate at a couple of restaurants in Key West outside distance where everyone's masked up, all sorts of, this was like the, literally the day before, the days before, uh, our so-called governor just unleashed everything. Um, so here's what's going to happen with that. Gary is going to make these great chicken burgers that he does, cheese burgers for Brandon and I, and I will deliver those to him because he has a lot of stuff to do today. I have a lot of stuff to do today. We were going to have lunch and then go our way to do things, so that's what is going to happen with that. And I may try to beg Gary into doing some of these great fries he does. He has this, this uh, thing where you, you drop the potato in and you press it down. It's kind of hard to do because potatoes are, are pretty strong. But but then they make they make these small little fries. They're really delicious. They're really good. Anyway, I hope that you will be nice. You will wear masks and you will be respectful of people. You won't bring the hate. And you will be true to yourself and stick to your convictions, no matter who likes them and who does not. Do those good deeds. Keep it real. Keep on keeping on. Please visit us at NorthPalmBeachLife.com, our website, and on our YouTube channel. Also see Gary's writings on a site called All Things Cruise that he writes for as well. Have a great weekend. Thanks for being here. Stay with us.